You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. It's Jamie D and Big Newt. I am Jamie DeBico. He is Big Chris Newton. We come at you every other week during the offseason, every week during the regular season. And we have a show today where we're talking about the news that is, oh boy, has Bill's Mafia all tied up. It's the Stefan Diggs situation. Big Newt, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. You know, the eyes of summer, man. I love it. You know, getting out, being outside, kids going to the pool, man, and just, you know, relaxing, man, and just gearing up for football, man. Just actually away because my St. Louis Cardinals, man, were in the dundrums of the standings. So <laughs> I watch a little WNBA basketball, catch up on series and stuff, and yeah, just enjoying time with the family. Excellent. Well, you know, before we get started, I have a story for you. Give it to me. All right. So this past weekend was my 25th college reunion, and I've never been to any of my college reunions previously. I went to the University of Dayton. Mm -hmm. And the way they do it there is all classes that are multiples of five uh, are on campus. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 35, 45, they, they bring them all in. For all of those reunions. So, uh, you know how every college has that bar that everybody knows is garbage, but everyone goes to anyway? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you stick to the floors and they serve terrible beer. Well, (laughs) there's one called Tim's at the University of Dayton. And um, I was in there. It was Friday night, so the first night of the reunion. And, you know, I'm hanging out with some people and I kind of walk to a different part of the room and this woman stops me. She's like, hey. And I'm like, hi. And she said, you don't remember me, do you? I said, no. And she said, well, I was, I knew your roommate. I said, my roommate, which one? She's like, I don't want to say. And she's being like weirdly cagey. And I can't quite understand it. She's not just being cagey, but she's acting weird. And then... Was she intoxicated? Not not particularly. Okay. And then she said, and also I have a confession. I had the biggest crush on you. And at that moment, I said, I think you're confusing me with someone else. Because <laughs> nobody had a crush on me in college, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just uh, my game. I just was not bringing it strong back then. And well, let's just say I, I grew into my nose. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, she's like, "Yeah, we had this in class together," and, and I'm like, 
No, no, never took that class. And I looked down at her badge, which we were all wearing, and it has everybody's graduating class. And I'm like, yep, exactly what I thought. I hold up my badge, class of 1998. I'm like, oh, you're you're off by 20 years. She was class of 2018 and thought that I was one of her classmates. <laughs> Newt, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh my goodness. And this is why I do not return for any of my reunions. Because you don't want somebody to think that you're 20 years younger? Not that in particular. Like, <laughs> once again, I was homecoming king. I was all that stuff in high school and college. Yeah. I just can't stand when I go, like, when I go visit home, when I go to St. Louis and I go places, right? And I just, it just makes me cringe when people come up to you like, hey, big new, what's up? And they give you that love and you try to reciprocate. Wow, what's going on, man? How you doing? And I hate the process of trying to weed out who people are. So you ask them basic questions like, oh, how's the family? How you been? And try to piece together where you know this person from. And eventually they realize it. And then they'll say like, man, you don't even remember me, do you? And I'll be like, nope. And I just hate that. I hate uh, okay, I, I got it. See, now, that <laughs> the downside of being a popular dude, which is not something I've ever had to deal with, and I actually walked up to a dude who lived on my floor freshman year who was the best player on our basketball team for four consecutive years, and I walked up to him, and I said, hey, you won't remember me, but my name is this, we lived on this floor, and I have a story that involves you. And um, he he couldn't have been nicer about it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, man, I feel such a bond with all you guys who lived on that floor. Everybody was so nice. You know, mm -hmm. he didn't remember me from Adam, but, you know, super nice guy. Well, that's the thing, though. You knew that he would not remember you. These are right. people. These are people who like and, and, and to be honest with you, two or three times over the last 30, 40 years, it didn't happen to me. Somebody I knew from another school that might have been a good player. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, we used to kind of, well, not really hang out, but kind of hang out, know the same people. And they're like, I don't remember you. And I'm like, granny, I'm bigger than what I was in high school. But I'm like, come on, bro. You know me. Like, come on. And I've had that go the other way, too. So it's it's just weird. Like, so I just avoid it. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> it's like uh, Fife, Fife Diddle once said. Because you know that I know that you know who I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to tell you all about the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, by the way, there's a follow up on that, which mm -hmm. is the next day I started speaking to somebody else from that class. And she said, by the way, you have an absolute doppelganger that was in our class. I said, oh, really? And then I ran into the original woman again, and uh, then her parlor trick became like taking me around to her friends and asking them <laughs> to guess what class I was in. And one of them goes, oh, man, you look just like Mike, whatever. And uh, he, he actually pulled up a picture of the guy. Mm -hmm. You know what? You look like uh, him. Yeah, same color hair, beard, glasses, big nose, skinny guy. I mean, it's, I mean, that's pretty much what it takes to look like me. 
<laughs> so you admit that you look like the Mike guy. I, I can I can see how somebody would have confused me with them. Just okay. I'm an older version. Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome, man. That is great. That is great. I, you know, if I was not a happily married man, I probably would have gone with it and been like, no, I had a crush on you too. Yeah. Let's <laughs> do something have- about that. <laughs> Let's do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So. Let's talk about this Stefan Diggs situation. And we're recording right before we're about to be released. So we have some of the most up-to-date information of anyone out there right now. How do you feel about this? So to just to briefly recap, and I'm sure once again, if you are listening to us, I'm sure you know the uh, Stefan Diggs saga that's going on. So, Apparently, from what we know, he reported to mandatory minicamp Monday, took his physical, met with Brandon Bean and the staff, um, Sean McDermott, on Monday and Tuesday. He did not participate. All right. So mandatory minicamp means that you need to be uh, on the practice field Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. Where they go through, you know, practice drills and stuff, not hitting anything, but everyone's there. So apparently he's in the city. He just didn't participate in the practice on Tuesday. Today is Wednesday um, as of the recording. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone's trying to speculate and uh, piece together what's going on. So Sean McDermott did his presser Tuesday at 11 a.m. East Coast time, I think, between 11 and 12. And they asked him about him not participating in, uh, in practice. And Sean McDermott said he's very concerned. So obviously Mm -hmm. those the hot butt, uh, but words in this situation. And so we're trying to piece together what's going on. Why is he mad? Everybody like, oh, I'm team Stefan Diggs. Oh, no, get rid of this guy. So that's been the old hoorah-rah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. We, we, we don't know what's going on. That's just the situation. His agent came out, told us that, yes, he's there. He's participating. Because at first we thought that he didn't even show up. So they have verified that, yes, he did go take his physical money. He's there. We don't know what – we're not privy to the information of what happened when he met with the uh, Bills brass. We don't know that. So right. everybody's trying to speculate. The info, Well, how do you feel about it, first of all? How do you feel? I, I hate that there is a distraction. Me too. It's bad, it's bad for the team. Right. And, you know, that's – that's something that you hope to avoid. And also we know that Steph Diggs can get upset. He's emotional. And they talk about him being a competitor. That's what what that is, is really polishing a turd. Right. Um, that you know, you're you're coming up with a, with terminology for somebody who goes over the top and you're you're putting a, a, a positive spin on it. Hmm. I do marketing for a living. I know how to do that. So I think the thing that is the most interesting to me is that his agent said, no, he's there and he's participating. So the agent had no idea this was not coordinated with him. So something happened between when he met with the Bills and practice. Mm -hmm. That's that's how it seems to me. Right. Now, McDermott said he was very concerned. 
Josh Allen did his press conference and said, oh, you know, we love Steph. We love him. You know, he's the best teammate. And uh, this is a non-football thing. And then Steph comes out with the with the tweet where he says, all these people capping. Keep telling those lies if they make you feel better, big guy. So big we dog. don't know. Yeah. Oh, big dog. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We don't know who that was directed to, toward. And for our listeners, let me say this real quick. Capping means that you're just telling a story like you're lying. In case we don't know, you know, the vernacular. But capping means you're lying. And I'm I'm so glad that you know what that means. You informed me of that some time ago. <laughs> it helps that you have children. <laughs> it keeps you young. Keeps you young. Yeah. So. But we don't know who Big Dog is, though. Is no, we don't. talking about Brandon Bean? Well, I don't know. We heard from Brandon Bean. Is he talking about Sean McDermott? He can't be talking about Josh Allen. Because once again, we can't applaud Josh Allen enough, man. He he even told ESPN that, man, I need to do a better job and incorporate Stephon Diggs. So that's what made it seem like, is this a football thing? Um, so then I started digging through the weeds. You know, I got plenty of time to do that. Um, <laughs> the New York Post last week, right? They have video, TMZ, it was on TMZ Sports, but you know how reliable that is. So the New York Post wrote last week that Stephon Diggs' brother, right? Not the Mm -hmm. one that plays, not uh, Trayvon Diggs that plays for the Cowboys, but it's a third one. Derez Diggs, he's the younger brother, all right? He played in the XFL last year. He got caught a couple of weeks ago on camera in a robbery. They robbed this guy. You go ahead and Google it. I was going to tweet it out, but I was like, I don't know if I want to tweet that out and stuff, whatever. But look it up. Just look up Stefan Diggs' brother, and it'll come up. New York Post article wrote about, and this video from TMZ, how they got caught on security. Uh, the younger brother, Stefan Diggs, got caught in a robbery. They This guy was getting off the elevator. They beat him up and took his uh, bag, and apparently it was diamonds or something in the bag, and, and they robbed him. Holy God. Yeah. So I don't like spreading smut, but maybe I would imagine maybe that has something to do with it. Like, Well, I could see how Steph would be particularly on edge if something like that is going on with his sibling. Yeah. And because at first when uh, Sean McDermott was like, it's very concerning. And everybody was like, well, he took his physical. Maybe it's something. But I'm like, if it was something physical that came up uh, dirty on his physical, then maybe you talk about that. So that made me think it has to be something that you really don't want to talk about. And everybody just going to assume with Stefan Diggs' past, it's, oh, he's still upset because we lost. Man, what's the odds of you being still mad about that? I, I can't imagine. You know, you got your contract restructured, so you're getting paid. Like, it has to be something else. And he made the effort to come to Buffalo. It ain't like he stayed away. He came. He's just not practicing. So are, are you saying that there it, it's entirely possible that something arose with his brother in that situation and Steph was like, man, I, I, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this. And please, I implore you, go look it up yourself. Like I said, I, I, don't, I don't like tweeting that kind of stuff because, once again, my daughter's getting recruited and I don't want that kind of stuff on my, you know, social media. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean – Look it up. Just all you gotta do is Google Stefan Diggs' brother, and all the stuff will come up about it. But here's the thing: 
I feel like I feel like he would have told somebody. I I feel like he would have said, "Hey, this came up. Yeah, tell a teammate, tell his agent, tell a coach. Like mention it to someone. Like, holy shit, this something huge just came down. And you know what they would have done? Even if they disagreed with it, they would have said, "Oh, you know what? Uh, he was excused. Maybe." Yeah, but I just, I mean, look at the verbiage that McDermott said. It's very concerning. Wouldn't this be concerning if your brother, one of your players, like immediate family is getting something like this, involved in something like this? Yeah. And you probably don't want to talk about it because then that becomes a distraction. I I feel like it's already a distraction right now, right? I feel like the way... Sean McDermott said it. He was frustrated. He to me, he, he seemed unhappy. So that would make you think they has more to do with Stefan Diggs and not something with his brother. Perhaps I don't know. I, I I don't know. All, all we can do is speculate. But I guess the thing that we should consider right now is you've been in locker rooms. Yeah. What does this kind of behavior do to a team? It's and, and it's funny because yesterday you're listening to all the shows, you know, Shopin' the Bulldog, you know, all those guys um, and WGR, and people are calling in, right? I'm listening to this all day while I work out, right? And so a lot of people are upset, right? Some people are like, oh, it don't matter. I, I believe even Von Miller said, dude, what happens in June really doesn't affect the, you know, it doesn't and, have and any parents on the season. And that's truth to it. But us as Bills fans, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about it, and I get it. We're all human. We all got stuff going on in our lives. You do, I do, right? I, you, We're just at a place now where, dude, after losing to Cincinnati, I don't want to – dealing with last year, I just don't want to hear nothing. It's like an offensive lineman, right? With offensive lineman, you don't care how the offensive lineman play until he gets beat, right? Yes. Right. So I want to be an offensive lineman. Don't hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing but positive sunflowers and raisins and rainbows coming out of camp. Did you say sunflowers and raisins? And rainbows, yeah. Raisins? All, all the beautiful things in the world. You don't like raisins? Raisins are a beautiful thing in the world. You don't like raisins? Su- sunflowers and rainbows <laughs> and raisins. And raisins. You don't like raisins? <laughs> <laughs> you telling me you don't like raisins. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> what I don't think of them is one of the beautiful things of the world. <laughs> Just go with it. Just go with it, man. Just go with it. So now you don't want to hear any of these things. So for us to spend a couple of days talking about it, then yes, it's some sort of distraction. Now to some people, it might be larger than what it really is. Some people might be like, oh, I don't care. I know, and I'm sure I can speak for you. I don't want to hear nothing negative. I want to hear mm-hmm. everything going smoothly, no one getting hurt, everyone's there, we're all pulling in one direction, right? Mm-hmm. So I just think it all depends on how you consume information. Individually, me, yeah, I want to know. Just like we talked about this a few weeks ago with Josh Allen, and I told you all that he's dating the, uh, the girl from Hawkeye, Haley uh, Steinfeld, right? It, yes, it's none of my business what that man does, right? 
but I want my quarterback to be happy because I know that affects performance. So I don't want him running around the club chasing girls. I'd rather yeah, I him have a girlfriend. I want him to have a girlfriend. So it does who he dates does affect me, right? When his grandma passed away, I need to know how how that affects us psychologically. How Demar Hamlin? How did that affect us psychologically last year? That affects us because mm-hmm. I want to see us win the Super Bowl, right? So mm-hmm. to say, I, I just don't agree. With, well, once again, I ain't gonna say I don't agree because everyone consumes information the way they want to, right? That, that's personal. That's a personal preference. Me personally, yes, I want to know what you're eating for breakfast. I want to know if you're working out. I want to know if you're happy in your relationship. Everything's good at home. I want to know these things. Because if we lose and you have a bad game, I could probably refer back to that. And so this Stefan Diggs thing, me personally, if that was, once again, my brother passed away many years ago. But if that was my brother and I was in a league, I'm sure that would affect me. And whether or not I'm participating in mini camp, because you got bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this dude gonna be going to court, probably getting locked up. Like you got to deal with that. Yeah, you you make really strong points. You make really strong points. When Von Miller says what happens in June doesn't matter, and Josh Allen continually goes to bat for the guy. This is a captain, and those guys sound like leaders, and Diggs just missing the first day of mandatory camp does not sound like a leader. So what happens to him if he's not voted captain this year? Hmm. Jerry Sullivan tweeted out that a year ago, Ryan Fitzpatrick told him it's only a matter of time before Diggs becomes a problem. Everybody hates Jerry Sullivan, but it doesn't mean that he's wrong. Qu- misquoting this, right? <laughs> I so I reconnected with a friend from uh, my neighborhood growing up named Mike Serino, and Mike was texting me saying that he was concerned about Diggs missing uh, OTAs. And I was like, no, 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 man, it's not a story. He skipped him last year, was voted captain, didn't matter at all. Then yesterday, he said, now what do you think about Diggs? I said, now I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening, Mike, thanks for reconnecting. Been good talking <laughs> to you. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I know I got hyped a little bit. I get, you know. Because I'm excited for this year, man. And so this could be a little thing. But like I said, for Sean McDermott to say I'm very concerned, then that makes me concerned. Yes. Because we got a lot of question marks, man. We got, He's going to take over. Defensive coordinator, that's going to be a big X factor. Like, I just I just need everything to go smooth. And it's like the first the first time we could get together and talk about it, it's, all, it's this, you mm-hmm. know? So, and like I said, what if this is an ongoing saga? What if he got to be there to support his brother? Get his, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that works or whatever. But if this if this could be what I'm thinking, because you know me, I'm a pessimist. I think worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. So if this could be what I think is going to be, then this is going to be a distraction for him. And so now our number one receiver, probably the second best player on our team, Got it, got this over his head going into 2023. So now mm-hmm. we got to deal with this. We've been dealing with stuff forever. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure Sean McDermott is like, I don't want to deal with this stuff. And like I said, I don't, I don't know if it's it could be Stephon Diggs. It could be a money thing. It could be I don't want, I don't know. But well, I, I I'd like to dive into brother. that for a moment. Go ahead. So to all of the people saying trade him, you can't. We can't. It would be a forty-five million dollar dead cap hit to trade him. You can't do that. It's and and people are like oh, but that's better than a distraction. No, you cannot do that. Right. The right. other thing is, last year Diggs got an extension. This March, he agreed to a restructure, which made it impossible for him to get or to leave Buffalo for the next couple of years. If this was an ongoing thing, starting last year, he would not have done the restructure. I think, personally, he came out with, and maybe there's some stressors in his life right now, but I think there was an issue. Josh Allen's talking about doing a better job of getting him the football. I'm wondering if, and there's speculation about this, he is jealous Josh Allen got his hand-picked offensive coordinator and Stephon Diggs' position coach, Chad Hall, was let go without consulting with Stephon about letting the guy go or who got hired. Mm. Sounds like that may be an issue. Mm. It's possible that he met with McDermott and Ken Dorsey and they said, no, we're not using you any differently. You get double teamed, we're going to throw somewhere else. And he's like, well, then scheme me open. They're like, no, we don't think so. He's like, screw you guys. I'm the I'm the second best player on offense. I should be getting the ball. I'm sure he thinks he's the best player on the offense. Receivers are divas. They are. Right? They like, are. We, we, we all know this. Receivers are divas. Right. They always think they're open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They always think they're better than they are, and they make a lot of noise. Yes. It's it, it's the glamour position outside of playing quarterback. Right. But because of etiquette of playing a quarterback position, you can't wolf like that, where it's more acceptable to do it at the wide receiver position. Yeah, think about it. If you're think a receiver, you can write a book about getting the damn ball. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Your so, boy from the Jets. Yeah. So Keyshawn Johnson. So I guess the, the question becomes, where do you think this goes from here? First of all, we got to find out what the root of it. You just made some great points, right? If it's a power struggle thing, I don't know if we can rectify that, you know. And once again, when we – if you're a Madden player – oh, and we got to talk about Madden too. Ooh. Um, if you're a Madden player, right, mm-hmm. you're going to throw your top receiver the ball in coverage or whatever, and you want him to go up and make a play, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how some people look at football, and sometimes I do too. I don't want to see my second best player with two catches for 30 yards when we lose. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is one thing I can say. I mean, I'm, obviously, I played tight end in college, some tight end in college. I want catches. I feel like I can help us win. I always felt like I was open. Right. And I was just a D2 player. So imagine how Stefan Diggs feels. Right. 
and, and, and they made a point. I don't think he's selfish because when Gabe Davis had the historic game against Kansas City in the playoffs, I, I would imagine, and I do believe that, that Stephon Diggs was probably the most happy per, happiest person for him. So it's not a jealousy thing. I just want to win, right? I just want to win the game. And so if we win, I'm cool. But if we lose and I get two catches for 30 yards, now nah, I'm squawking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a power thing, a selfish thing. I just think it's more of a winning thing. I want to win. And we know you knew when you signed him. You knew when he came to Buffalo that this was how he's going to be. So you could, part of your job is managing it. Mm, very good point. So you got to get him the ball, man. I mean, you got to find a way. This is part of it, and especially since you've given him that type of money. So if you're giving him that type of money, you got to give him that type of usage. That's why I love the yeah. salary cap because that's the game within the game, dude. How much yep. money you make matters in the locker room, right? And then once again, I, I played collegially. I played a little bit of arena, had a cup of coffee in arena football, right? Even going back to college, the people who's on full rides, the dudes only got partials or walk-ons, they're jealous. <laughs> they're going to be jealous because you have more than them. So you mm-hmm. better perform up to that. So it's a hierarchy there. Josh Allen, if you're going to make that much money, you better be making Pro Bowls and all pros. Mm-hmm. You know? And Stephon Diggs feels that way. So that's that's part of your job, Dorsey. You got to get the people making the most money. You got to get usage out of them. And so when you're not calling plays for, and once again, that don't mean when Stephon Diggs has two catches, thirty yards, that don't necessarily mean plays they call for him. Sometimes it could be Josh Allen can't get him the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be the number one on the progression, but hey, I can't go over there. I went over here. I couldn't get yeah, it. Yeah, I can't go there because you're triple covered again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that could be part of it too. And but, team's uh, saying we're not worried about uh, Gabe Davis because we know half the time he's going to drop the ball anyway. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's better. He had an ankle injury last year, so hopefully he'll be better this year. Yeah, I hope that a uh, healed ankle helps his hands. Yeah. <laughs> so as 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 time goes on, man, as as it goes on, we're gonna more information come out. Maybe we could piece together. But that's once again, I love social media because you could get you know bits and pieces. Like this weekend, yeah. Floyd Mayweather did an exhibition fight. Right? I know you probably don't watch boxing, but let me tell y'all real quick. Uh, Floyd Mayweather do, does these exhibition fights, and he fight people, and then a brawl breaks out. Right? Oh, and then geez. it kind of comes out. But we know because of social media, everybody has their phones. Dude, mm-hmm. they were fighting all in the back, in the bowels of the arena. Like, it was just melee everywhere. Women fighting, tops coming off. Oh, yeah. That's why I like, I love social media, man, because with everybody having phones, everyone having social media, we can piece together what happens. Mm-hmm. We're so much connected in, uh, more than any other time in the history of the world. We're so connected. We can find stuff out. There's cameras everywhere. Like, I got a Ring app on my phone from the uh, doorbell. I see everybody who's driving down the street. It always goes off all day. I can see people walking their dogs all day. I love that. I feel so safe. (laughs) (laughs) I got one on the front and back, so I got cameras everywhere. If something happens, something go down, we can see it, right? So I feel like as time goes on, we're going to get more information. I know I'm getting off the topic a little bit, but we can get more information as time goes on, and we'll find out. Yeah. 
though. It's probably time to shift gears. Yes. Let's let's talk about Madden because on the more top positive note. Yes. I, I I know that that is one of your favorite things of the years yes. when Madden comes out. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so happy. And, oh, and it's kind of old news at this point, but I mean, to not let you talk about it would be cruel. It's, 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 it's oh my God, sacrilegious. You got to talk about it. In case you have not heard, you've been under a rock. Our own beloved QB1, Josh Allen, will grace the covers of Madden 24. I'm so happy. I tweeted about it. I've been waiting over 25 years for this. Since the first player, because if you look at Madden, uh, the history of Madden, it started in the 80s, and it was always John Madden on the cover until 1999, I believe, where Eddie George was the first player to be on the cover of Madden. And since then, it has always been players um, until last year or two years ago when John Madden passed away, he graced the cover again. Mm -hmm. And I've always dreamed since I was a young man to see one of my guys on the cover. I'm so happy about it. I know a lot of people talk about the man curse and maybe this is, and somebody even tweeted this. Maybe this, I think uh, Jay Spence, I think he said it. He was like, is this the start of the man curse? And if this is the man curse, I could deal with it. I just don't what, want anything what, to happen. The, to the dig situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm like, if this is the man curse, I will be readily happy because of that and not Josh Allen, you know, something happened to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but some people feel like the man curse has been broken because uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady graced the cover three years ago, and they both went on to go to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. So maybe they broke the curse. So um, the cover of the deluxe is two different editions. You can buy the deluxe edition for like $100, and it uh, comes with more bells and whistles, or you can have the regular version for $70. So the one with the uh, deluxe edition is Josh Allen jumping into the crowd and Bill's Mafia, you know, mm -hmm. cheering, which I think is awesome. You yes, know the first time they've ever included a fan base in the photo. Yes. And how perfect, right? How perfect, man. How perfect is that? And so, uh, and then the regular version is just him uh, in his helmet. And then I think he's like grabbing his collar or whatever. So, right. you know, I'm probably going to get both of them. But uh, Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get, I'll get the deluxe and play that, and then I'll buy the regular and just keep it in the wrapper. Oh, yeah. yeah. You big softy. I am, man. I know. You're like, oh, he's a loser. I get it, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, I like that type of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, man. Josh Allen will grace the cover of Mad, man. The first time a Buffalo Bill has been on there. So, I'm very excited, man. It's good stuff, and it just acknowledges, you know, what Bill's mafia and Josh Allen is to the uh, NFL, man. Josh is one of the most popular players in the league and consistently is at the top, if not the best-selling jersey in the NFL. I right. love that, too. Yeah, and for what I'm reading, it was between him and uh, Jalen Hurts. And for the guy that went to the Super Bowl, had a great year, to be able to beat him out, that that's incredible. Jalen Hurts would have been reasonable. Yeah. you couldn't. If they would have picked him, you couldn't have been mad. No. You know. So. No, not at all. And one more topic to cover. Yes. The signing of defensive end Leonard Floyd. Yes. Well, defensive end, let's call him edge rusher. Right. Leonard Floyd. How do you feel about this? One-year deal, man. I love it. One of the top free agents that was left on the market. And once again, man, 
Brandon Bean, man, I, I don't know how he do it. I, I'm with you. Um, I think that gives us more uh, – we get more talent on defense, which is wonderful. Edge rusher. Also, Von Miller came out and like I'm not uh, – he's hoping that he doesn't start out on the pub list um, where he had to sit, I believe, four games or six. Six, I believe. Yeah, six games. Um, once again, here at the uh, Jamie D and Big News Show, I don't want to see Von Miller playing. Nope. The first two months of the year, we can send him to November. I mean, I'm going to beat that drum until forever. So Leonard Floyd, he can take – Von Miller could take his time coming back with uh, someone like Leonard Floyd coming in, man. I think it's a great signing. He's coming from winning program. He's won just like Von Miller. Uh, he can take the young pups, Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Boogie and them, and uh, bring them under his wing, and they can see what the work ethic is. One thing I can say is I don't know – do you think we're going to still be able to keep AJ and our boogie with the signing of Leonard Floyd? Can't keep all of them. Right. There's, there's not space to keep all of them on the roster. So I, I would have to think that either boogie or Epinesa are out. And which one do you think it would be? If you had to bet, if you had to bet house money right now, <sighs> I'm torn because Epinesa shows a little bit more upside, but, Boogie is under a rookie contract for another year. Yeah. So that that's a toughie. Be, I think it'll be Boogie. I think they're going to give AJ more of a chance to succeed. He's shown more up to this point. I, he did I, have I, the quietest six and a half sacks I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I, and once again, you know how I feel about giving up on people too soon. Um, but I think. Uh, Bill's brass is probably going to let Boogie or probably try to trade him. That would be an attractive trade uh, for someone. So, I, I would think so. Yeah. Last thing, man, before we go, real quick, I'm going to make it real quick because I know we got to cut it short because we got to get this edited and out to you all. All right. Denver Nuggets won their first NBA championship on Monday night. Right? One of my friends that I grew up with, her uncle lives in Denver, has season tickets, right? He sold his tickets to game two and game five, two tickets, $11,000 a pop. So he made $22,000 on two games. My question, and I called you and I texted you and I asked you, what was your thoughts when you were at to your reunion in Dayton? I asked about 25 people and only four of us said, that we would not sell them. So I want to ask Bill's Mafia. I want to ask you all, hit us up. The question is, if Buffalo Bills were to make the Super Bowl and you had access to tickets, would you sell them to make money or would you go to the game? Now, I know a lot of people would use their financial situation. I get it. You know, one of my friends went to BYU she said, you know, her daughter, she's a single mom, and she was like, my daughter needs braces and glasses. And then it's like, I just got to take the money. And then we got to talking for about an hour. By the time we got the phone, she was like, you big new, you're right. I'm going to the game. If BYU was them ever making back to the championship, she was like, I'm going to the game. So my question to you is, would you go to the game or would you sell the tickets? At this point in life, I would go to the game. At this point in life, I, I would go to the game. 
15 okay. years ago, I would have to take the money. Okay. It's just, you know, when you're younger, you're kind of in a, a different financial situation. Mine was kind of up and down for a while. I would have needed that money. And I, I would have had so much consternation. I probably would have had bad dreams for months. I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to eat. I would have been such a mess for not being able to go, but I would have needed the money. Now, I, I, I'm not a high roller by any stretch, but I, I do realize that, you know, between credit cards and having a job and money is more of a renewable resource now. The other thing is I also have a wife who is very encouraging and she would say, oh, you, you got to go see your team. I, I know she would say that. And I asked my lovely wife, and that's why I married that woman. She was like, no, nah, I knew you going. Because she <laughs> knows what it means to me. Now, granted, I would not, I'm, I'm going to tell you my line, because everybody's like, oh, yeah, Newt, you're the ultimate fan. No, I'm really not. Because I would not do what some people do and take out loans and liens against my house and all that stuff to go to a Super Bowl. I'm not going to put my family no. in that situation. Yeah, but don't do that. You, if you gave me tickets, right, or if I bought the tickets face value, so let's just say you paid a thousand, you know, whatever it is for face value, a thousand, two thousand dollars. Would you try to flip it to make eleven thousand dollars? And I know once I get the tickets in hand, I'm going. And I'm saying that to say, and believe me, I'm not nowhere near the richest guy in the world. I have nothing, right? But it's only a few things in this life as a fifty well, 49-year-old man that's gonna make me probably cry. And I believe Buffalo winning the Super Bowl would make me cry. Me taking Jalen to the game, that would be a memory he would never forget. Once I'm dead and gone, mm -hmm. that's what I would do. And so $11,000 just doesn't move the needle enough for me to take away that experience. Now, if you yeah. said like a hundred grand or something, something that could really make a difference, then yeah, I probably would, right? But eleven grand does not move the needle enough for me to take away that experience. I, I, I think I'm with you on that. Yeah. So hit us up, man, on Twitter, man. Let us know your thoughts, man. So, yeah, I, I'd like to hear it. What's your Twitter handle? At big underscore newt. I am at the Jamie D'Amico, and I'm so glad everybody joined us for this episode. Newt, it's time for you to give us a song. I'm wishing the best for you, Stefan Diggs. If it's your brother situation, uh, we're praying for you. If it's anything else, get your buddy Kemp. Hey, 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 let's go Buffalo. Congrats, Josh Allen, man. Man, cover boy. Yes. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.